Amplify Her Voice is for women who want to break through the glass ceiling. We want to celebrate their successes, elevate their voices, and tackle the challenges that they face. We share stories and talk about challenges because our shared experience can lift others up. I'm your host, Megan Conahan, and this is Amplify Her Voice. Hey everyone, welcome to this month's episode of Amplify Her Voice. Uh, my name is Megan Conahan, and today we have Sudeshna Sen, the VP of Marketing and Analytics at Merkle. Sudeshna, welcome. I'm so happy to have you on Amplify. It's an honor and pleasure to be here, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, we have already bonded because we are both agency folks, and I'm really excited to talk to you about that. It's just, there's something very um, nice about talking to people who share your, I don't want to say your pain, but you, they, they share all of your your pains. Um, but before we, we jump in, I would love if you could just do me a favor and quickly introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about what you're doing over at Merkle right now. Absolutely. I head B2B analytics practice at Merkle. So Merkle is a leading technology-enabled uh, data-driven customer experience management company where we help Fortune 10 to Fortune 1000 brands enhance their brand, brand value and drive sustainable growth. And in addition, I also co-lead our diversity, equity, and inclusion program at Merkle, strongly advocating for women, um, their growth and empowerment. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure you're, you've been very busy then. I'm sure like like us, being a, a digital native agency, it's just been completely nutty over the last year and a half. I couldn't agree more. You you captured it really well, Megan. <laughs> it's a, Q4 is almost over. We're, we're almost on the other side. It'll be so soon, I hope. Um, and I think last time we talked, you were traveling a bit, right? Or for work or no? I was um, I was scheduled to travel, which got canceled, which I um, which I actually appreciate. Ah, uh, so but you never know, travel is coming up in a small way. Yeah, I was going to ask you how that was going. I haven't gotten back to to work travel yet, so I was I was wondering how that went. But oh, it got canceled. That's too bad, but probably good. Probably. <laughs> Um, okay, so for today's topic, um, as everyone knows, every month we go over a specific topic, um, and this month we wanted to cover mindset, and I know, Sudeshna, is really, this is a, a topic that's near and dear to your heart, and it's something that we talked at length about already. Um, so when I'm thinking about mindset, and if, if people aren't familiar when I talk about mindset, how I at least think of it is... It's just how you view the world and almost like your beliefs and your abilities or lack thereof. So um, that that's maybe my oversimplification of mindset. But Sudeshna, I was just wondering, you know, is that how you view it? Is there anything I missed there? Like, how would you how how would you describe mindset to somebody? I suppose the way I would describe mindset is that it's it's the way you think about. Um, Think about the world. Think about yourself. Think about um, think about others. Your situation. It's a lens that you put on yourself as you are interacting with the world and looking to understand this world. I like that. I like thinking of it as a lens. That's a really great way to think about mindset. It's just the lens that you almost like the lens that you see everything through. So when we talk about, I guess, mindset. 
I do want to pivot it obviously to professional growth and 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 obviously growth for for women and and how to appropriately I guess advocate for yourself and things like that. So um, I was just hoping if you could talk a little bit about why, because I know you're a really b- big believer in, in mindset and having the right mindset and why that could lead to really positive outcomes. I was just hoping that you could talk quickly about why mindset's so important as people are climbing the corporate ladder or as people are are thinking about their their career progression? Why do you think mindset is something that is so important, almost sometimes more important than actual kind of like capabilities or knowledge or or background? Like, why do you think mindset is the thing that um, is really important for, for people? Yeah, that's a great question, Megan. I think that um, your personal growth, your professional growth, um, all of that uh, comes down to really three things that revolve around your mindset. So as you're thinking about growth in general, the first thing that you think about is in a goal setting. What are your goals? Uh, how ambitious are they? How bold are they? Are you limiting yourself to an achievable goal or an um, and a very ambitious goal? And it all boils down to mind, mindset. So if you want to be the CEO one day, great, go for it. Let the world know. With the right mindset, sky's the limit and you can really become aspirational with your goals. And second is, you know, after goal setting, you know, typically for your growth, you think about what's the plan to get there. And this is where you are in the phase of, you know, assessing yourself and getting feedback and being vulnerable to others in terms of receiving feedback. And um, and, and and during this phase, uh, as you're assessing yourself and the path forward, again, mindset plays a very big role because it is very critical to how you see yourself and how you see the path forward. And with the right mindset, you can really build on your strengths and achieve what you seek out too, rather than limiting yourself with your... N- perhaps negative beliefs about yourself or what what others say. And then the third thing is, you know, after you have created the plan, you are working the plan to get and achieve those goals. And this is the most critical part, I would say, I would say where mindset plays a role, because what happens in this is, this is where you, um, I've noticed that people start coming in their own way, like you come in your own way, because setbacks um, naturally follow and it has if you're not motivated enough if you don't have the right mindset you again fall in that loop of you know um, in the of loop of limiting yourself and not being able to achieve that so overall I would say as you're setting your goals and uh, planning your work and working your plan that's where mindset is critical to take you forward yeah I think that's really important especially that you were saying about the potential negativity. So I agree. And, and you and I have talked about having that growth mindset because without that, you, you're just going to kind of like cut yourself off at the legs. Right. But sometimes it is so much easier said than done. Right. You'll go into work one day or you're going to start the new year and you say, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to have a growth mindset. I'm going to set ambitious goals. I'm going to work my plan, all of those things. But one life gets in the way right there are things that happen that that maybe shut you down and then there are also just i mean as as women in general like i'm sure you're really familiar with just limiting beliefs right uh, especially talking to younger women in the workplace there are all these limiting beliefs that women uh women of color uh, 
everyone really faces every single day. And it's really hard, I think, to develop that growth-driven mindset if you're living in this place with limiting beliefs and maybe things aren't going according to plan. So can you give me some tips on, okay, if I'm, I, this is what I want to do. I want to have this growth mindset. I want to be really forward-looking and set ambitious goals and be really vulnerable and open about what I can do and what I can achieve. But I'm still struggling with this, right? Maybe I'm still struggling with my own beliefs that um, maybe my own imposter syndrome or I am having a negative, bad week and it's really hard for me to get out of it. What are the things that you've done to still cultivate that mindset or try to put yourself kind of outside that space so that you can put those beliefs of that negativity behind and really look forward? It's a great question. I think um, some of the tips that I have implemented is number one is starting with my why. Like, what's your why? Why? So it could be, why are you considering, say, a, a, a particular role or a particular career path? Or why does it this thing matter to you so much? that is bothering you. Um, so really get down to the why, because at times I think we are very reactive in the moment when setbacks happen and our inner beliefs pull us back and we are stuck in some respects in the what's and the how's and the when's and what ifs. And it, it's a vicious cycle that we cannot cannot get out of. We can't see the forest for the trees. So start with your why to truly introspect and understand why does it matter to you truly, which leads to my next tip, which is think long term instead of you know today or yesterday or tomorrow. Um, when you when, when I personally have looked back and connected the dots, I've realized that you know I I um, the negativities that have come and gone along the way don't matter anymore. What I see is progress. So I would suggest that think long-term, set long-term goals for yourself and then work backwards and don't get enmeshed in the day-to-day -day ups and downs. And which leads me to my third tip, which is, you know, setbacks will happen, anticipate them, but more importantly, consider setbacks as opportunities. There, So these are the opportunities for you to grow, to learn, unlearn. Uh, and in fact, I think setbacks make you re resilient. So personally, I actually consider setbacks uh, a blessing in disguise. And it's so funny. And I, I completely agree with everything you said. And it's, but just in the moment when a setback happens, I'm not like, oh, thank goodness, right? <laughs> you're just like, oh no, another one. But you're totally right when that happens and you look back long-term, it is always for the best. But in the moment, it does not feel very good. Um, and then your long-term, I, I completely echo that because I feel like, I mean, this is something I struggle with, right? I have one bad day or something and that bad day ruined a great week or a great month. And I was on this really great progressive, you know, I was working my plan, doing all of these things. And you really have to put it in context and say, yes, this is just one day, right? It's not the end of the world. It is not forever and try to, and I even heard something um, somebody was said they, they put their days into quarters almost um, or maybe thirds. And it was like they segment it and say, OK, well, then that if something goes wrong in your morning quarter, that's fine. That's just your morning quarter. You have three fourths of the day left. And that's how they segment it out. So that way they can. That's an easier way for them to compartmentalize and just say, all right, well, this thing went better in the first quarter of my day. 
that's fine. I have three quarters left, um, all as well. And that's how they dealt with it. So I, I really, I, I kind of like that. And I try to strive to be like that person. No, I'm with you there. I mean, it's just how you look at life. I like your quarter philosophy. Like you still have three quarters of the way to go and great things can happen. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're completely correct about it being progress. Um, and I think that we are often too anxious to jump to the end, right? Like we want the final, like you said, C-suite job or whatever it might be, but remembering, and this is something I remind myself a lot is just, it's progress over perfection. That is the name of the game. If you make progress every single day and what you're doing, um, then that is the win. The win isn't being perfect every time because how do you how do you grow if you're always winning? I guess so. Um, I love I love those tips. And it's e- again, it's really easy to say, but I think it's something that we have to remind ourselves of every single day. No, absolutely. I mean, setbacks will happen, and it's just you know it's important your point, Megan, as you said, like focus on progress than perfection rather than perfection because it's going to happen, but you're still making meaningful progress every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about, you know, failure and and, and having setbacks and, and focusing on progress over perfection. Are there any other tips that you might have for dealing with um, dealing with failure? You know, do you have a, a support system that you really rely on? Um, do you try to internalize, or do you internalize things a little bit more? What are the things like if you have, a failure at work, whether you didn't get a project or a promotion or, or or something that was part of your plan, how do you? What are some other things that you do to really get out of your out of your head? I guess. Yeah, that's a great question. So what I do is the first thing um, I do is that I take time to reset and recharge. So basically, put the pause button on. So at times failures happen and what happens typically given we are always on the go, uh, you know, we become very reactive and have done that before, have been reactive to a situation right in the moment, in the heat of the moment and regret it later on. So uh, what I've tried to do and I'm increasingly doing is take a pause and step away from my, you know, my laptop or just, you know, um, give, give myself some time to think about it, reflect on it so that I run a little bit slower and um, let go of any, you know, any negative uh, connotations I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming, uh, I'm getting from that setback. So just let it just breeze through and take some time to recharge, even if it's a few hours or like, you know, one night sleep, you know, you can next day things always look better. And then, you know, it's about once I have recharged, I start thinking about how can I reframe the problem? So uh, once you start reframing, broadening the aperture of the of the problem or the setback from a much more rational and objective lens, you know, it just it just takes a whole new uh, shape, a whole new it gives a whole new perspectives to the setback. So setbacks, I think, uh, while they feel very, uh, you know, very um, difficult at the moment, they rarely are bad, as we discussed, Megan, looking back. But it's just giving yourself that time to recharge and rethink and reframe is important. And then after having done that, it's really focused uh, on, um, on the learnings from that setback, like opening your mind. So the whole point of reframing is broaden the aperture, open your mind, think new possibilities, new perspectives um and and focus on that 
And then, you know, you never know where it takes you. It, it might take you in a completely different direction, a different destination, if you will, which is much more um, closer to what you would love, where you would love to be or what, what do we, would love to do. So those are my ways of, of managing it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, even to your point, you had to take a, a take a break. I I was joking with someone the other day that I feel like my email and my Slack should have like be connected to like my uh, my heart rate or something like that. That when I get really upset or frustrated, it should just shut down. Like you shouldn't. I shouldn't be allowed to email. I shouldn't be. I sh- it should be like an immediate go home because I am not productive that day, right? And I need that break to, to your point, reflect and reset. And for a lot of us, we might just try to like push through and be like, well, it was a setback, so now I have to work even harder right now, right away. But if you don't take that minute and learn, then you completely wasted, it's a completely wasted kind of learning opportunity. And you're not going to have a productive, like you're not going to go forward in a productive way. Oh, absolutely. Abs- at times I've noticed, Megan, a couple of things helped me. One is that some tools, which, you know, others can use. Like one tool is, you know, just, um, writing it all down like if you if you have a setback and what you're feeling and thinking and how you plan it out instead of in an email just open up a word doc and just dump your thoughts into it in some respects that helps you let go and think more objectively so that's one way uh, it has worked for me another way is that just breathing it's funny but you know um, some deep breaths can go a long way and um it just it just um it it it, it uh, deflects your mind from the problem at hand and that's all it takes at times mm-hmm. i talked to a woman and she said once she wrote things down but then she threw them away right she wanted to write it down because it was like a, a an act of a release but then throw it away and be like okay now i that's almost like her her rebirth or whatever and now i'm on and i'm i'm ready and i'm ready to tackle it but i agree if you you need to process it and if writing isn't your thing maybe talking it out with somebody having a good group of um peers or colleagues or friends or just whoever your tribe is to really talk about it because if you just festers it's not going to be it's not going to be good oh absolutely that's a great point i've done that too like in somebody you really trust just vent it all out and let and and have that person just listen to all of your vent and that's it and you move on from there like let it go yeah and you can't see like you said you're you might be so um in in what's happening you can't actually see you said the forest through the trees and they can many times point out different things to you and different perspectives and learning opportunities so yeah i i I completely agree because if you're not if if you are letting what's happened to you or a setback or a failure um limit what you think you can do and where you want to go and that ultimate vision for yourself you're never gonna get there so finding the tools that you need to cope through the ups and downs of your career progression is just beyond important um but we i guess we kind of talked a little bit about this but the one thing like i said i think growth mindset's really important and i i i personally believe i have a growth mindset i i maybe um uh, shouldn't be as growth mindset oriented. I think I can do anything. I'm one of those people. If you're just like, oh, um, 
could you build a house? And I'd be like, I bet there's a YouTube video I could watch. I bet I could do that. You know what I mean? Like, I always think I can do things maybe when I probably should not be doing those things. Um, But one thing I think really goes into that growth mindset and something we've been talking a lot about this year, and I'm sure you guys have at your agency too, is just how burnout plays into that, right? And how if you are not mentally right, it's going to be really hard for you to show up in any type of meaningful way. Um, and I think I shared a, a McKenzie study with you um, last month that was talking about just women and women in color particular are suffering from burnout at a much higher rate because of some of the challenges that they face in the workplace. So it, they're not just dealing with um, the pandemic and isolation and increased workload, but there's all of these kind of othering behaviors that happen that they have to deal with. They're just making burnout so much higher um, in women. And then if you have more burnout in women, how are these women supposed to be growing, to be changing, to be chasing their career goals, to be finding their why, right? Um, I find it's really hard, like I said, to have a growth mindset if I am just completely burnt out here. So can you just talk about your experience with like maybe you yourself preventing burnout in yourself? Like what are the triggers that you identify in yourself that say, I need to take a break? Or what are the things that you're doing even on your team to prevent burnout uh, and make sure people are as rested as possible? Because I do think there is this always on work, 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 work mentality, especially now with work from home. And I just don't think it's healthy, especially to the long-term career growth of most individuals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this past one and a half years has been a very trying year for all of us, and especially for women and parents um, with kids. So I think burnout is is a pretty common across across the board for yourself, for myself, for my team. So what we have done, like I can I'll answer it two ways, personally and for my team. So personally, the way I handle it is, I've, I've tried to handle it, is be more self-aware. And really, like, know my triggers beforehand rather than get to the point that I'm totally burnt out. So knowing your triggers, like, you're getting to the point of exhaustion, that there's only that much you can balance and you're getting really tired and, you know, it's just important or emotionally triggered more than, um, more than, more than before, getting frustrated sooner or quickly. So I think these triggers, knowing yourself is extremely important because then uh, you need to be thinking about, you know, taking care or prioritizing yourself. I think oftentimes um, we prioritize everything else over ourselves, especially women. So what I've tried to do is take some time off, uh, take some time uh, have some me time uh, over the weeknights, just to you know, try to you know take care of myself. And in terms of my team, I think um, this pandemic, I feel, has brought us even closer together. Though it's all virtual, I think just taking time to understand uh, everything, not just work, but, you know, personally, what they are going through, you know, what's what's important to them, how are they feeling, how are they doing, and what can we do to help and helping set their boundaries. Because I think this, in the, for my team, what has helped is you know working together aligning expectations and setting boundaries such that you know they have time to themselves time for the family and time for work and collectively realizing that you know what you know we at times overestimate the importance of things at work do you really have to do all of this let's start prioritizing 
right? I think as a career advocate, as managers, business leaders, I think we need to set the example ourselves and, you know, help our team uh, prioritize and set boundaries. And that's what I have done. And and I think it has, it has definitely helped. But more importantly, I feel that, you know, that's just... Um, made our bond, our relationship that much stronger because I think we realize we are more than just our employees. We are all humans and um, we all have our days and it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And I like what you said about boundaries. Um, I've had to, you know, I like I said, I've, I've struggled with that mm-hmm. myself. I'll be slacking people late at night and not expecting an answer, obviously, um, just because I wanted to get this one thing out. But then what I was unintentionally doing was stressing out people that I worked with because they're like, well, Megan's online, she's working, she's getting things out, I need to respond. And that wasn't healthy. And I had to say, please stop answering me. These are literally just things I'm curious about. We'll talk about them tomorrow or sending emails late, right? And now I've started just scheduling. I'll be like, all right, I just want to make sure I don't forget about this. Let me schedule the Slack for tomorrow at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Schedule the email to go out tomorrow because those boundaries, like even though my expectation wasn't they be online, I was breaking those boundaries for them. And I think you're right. Setting those are really important, especially if you have a team. Absolutely. hundred percent. So, I mean, one of the last things I wanted to ask you about just growth mindset in general, you know, is there any advice that you wish you could give your younger self on this? Is there something that you think maybe took you longer than you would have wanted to realize? And what would be kind of that advice? Yeah, so for me, the advice I would give my younger self is that enjoy the des- uh, the journey and do not obsess over the destination. And, you know, with, with a journey comes a lot of experiences. They may be good, they may be bad, but all of that, good or bad, are for your growth. And as I said, every setback is a blessing in disguise. So be grateful that uh, I, I would tell my younger self, be grateful for every experience, whether you think it's bad or it's great and um, enjoy and live every uh, moment of this journey that you're on because destinations keep changing. It's the journey that matters. Oh, that's such a good one because we're so forward looking. And even I talk about, you know, what's your I'll talk to people about what's your brand? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? But I think that um, that misses a lot of the point where what you're saying is true. It's if you can't ever enjoy what you're going through and you're so focused on this end result, I feel like it's also much more stressful. You're putting so much stress on yourself. I like, I like that advice. That's something I'm probably still learning to, to deal with myself. Any final thoughts on mindset in general before we, we go on to kind of our wrap up questions? I think that and the only the only other other thing I would say is that you know I think we um we underestimate the importance of of mindset and we listen too much to our inner critic on our, in our heads especially women I think um as as we as we are on the as as anyone who is listening to this and you know as as you are thinking of you know leading with more of a growth mindset it's really about it boils down to just think possibilities and don't think of think um, too much about what your inner critic is saying. 
And we have, you know, use your support system, use what you have, the resources that are at your fingertips. Anything is possible. Just open your mind to possibilities and uh, it shall happen. That's great. I like that a lot. And it's true. I mean, so many, I mean, women in general, they won't go for a promotion. They won't volunteer. They won't raise their hand because of that inner critic. And if you have a growth mindset, you know that you can do almost anything. If you believe in you, ha- you're smart, you're capable, you're in this role, and you deserve to be in this role, um, it'll get you a long way more than even somebody who might have a better quote unquote resume or experience. That's great. So for our closing questions, we ask every guest um, two questions at the end of every episode. Um, So I wanted to, to get your take on these. So the first question is, what is one piece of advice? This is outside the mindset advice that you gave yourself already, your, your younger self. But what is one piece of advice um, that you would give to women who might be the only woman at the table or somebody who's trying to get a seat at the table? The one, one piece of advice I would give is that do not justify why you do not belong there at the table or why your voice should not be should not matter as much as others at the table. In fact, know that you matter, you belong there, your voice matters and build the necessary relationships um, that you need to build to ask to be placed there or make sure your voice is heard. Uh, worst case, what can happen? You know, you will you will get a no or several no's, but your no's will one day lead to a yes. So go out there. Uh, and then my second question or my second ask, I guess, is we want everyone to just promote or amplify one woman that inspires you. And this could be anyone. It could be, I would say, like a Serena Williams or Hillary Clinton or just a woman that you work with that you think is just absolutely amazing. So I was wondering if you could do me a favor. And you don't have to just do one. Some people are like, can I do two? Um, if you could promote or amplify one woman that you just love right now. I mean, there are a lot of women that inspire me, but one particular woman comes top of mind to me, and that's Indra Nui. She is the former CEO and chairman of uh, PepsiCo. She is, in fact, the first woman of color to run a Fortune 50 company. And I find her an extraordinary leader. She's a brilliant visionary and strategist. And what she has overcome and what she has accomplished uh, being for most part, the only woman in that room, uh, in the at the table, is a feat in itself. So I think she inspires me uh, immensely. Oh, that's a great one. Yes, I love her. Her story is is amazing. I always love reading, um, kind of reading about her. So um, thank you so much for for that. But that is about it for this episode of Amplify Her Voice. Rashna, thank you so much for coming on and, and really sharing your tips on, on mindset and how to really keep cultivating and um, working through having a growth-driven mindset because it is just so important in, in the career progression of women kind of across the, across the U.S. and across the world. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. And thank you all. Um, and we'll catch you next month. Thank you, Megan. It was great to be here and speak to you. 